Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to the second race of the weekend for the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Challenge. We kicked off the season in style yesterday with the usual Mazda MX-5 Daytona finish. Six cars across the line in under half a second, the top three in under a tenth of a second. And yet it was only the fourth closest gap between first and and second that we've seen since uh, everybody came back to the paddock here in IMSA a couple of seasons ago. Beautiful weather here at Daytona International Speedway. Shay Adam is with me, John Heindhoff, in the booth. And if you're listening on 107.9 around the circuit, you can also get coverage of this live in sound and vision wherever you are around the world. Racer.com, IMSAradio.com on the live video tab, and of course at IMSA.tv. I suspect that in the hospitality areas and uh, where the teams get their food at Schleppers across the, uh, across in the infield, people will be gathering round the TV monitors. This is one of the, if not the most popular races with the other competitors because it is quite simply unmissable racing. We have 40, 30 cars rather, setting up for this race on pit road and we're ready to go live in sound and vision. Shit, Adam, what a race we had yesterday. Yes, it was. And we have 29 cars that will be seeing the green flag for today's race as Grant West will not be participating in the event this weekend. Unfortunately, after crash damage sustained in yesterday's qualifying session, it was actually a bit of a braking issue for Grant that resulted in him colliding with another competitor. The other competitor is still good to go and out on the pit lane, getting ready to take the green flag. But we are down to 29 cars. We might actually be down to 28. Uh, hearing that Hannah Zeller is not feeling particularly well today. She will take the green flag. She wants to get minimum points. And if we see that car pull into the pit lane for Hicks Motorsport, we shouldn't worry about it. We should just be aware that uh, there's nothing wrong with the car. It's just a driver preference. Uh, uh, some similarities and some changes for this year. What hasn't changed is the prize fund for the end of season in the top 10. Um, but we've added the same amount again. It's now $1.2 million that will be handed out over the season to the driver's share because for the first time yesterday, we handed out real cash money at the end of the race. We handed out the comedy giant checks, John. Yes. There were great pictures of the the drivers on the podium yesterday uh, who were Tyler Gonzalez for winning the race, Connor Zilich in second and Sam Paley in third. Trophy in one hand, giant check in the other to signify that they had earned their keep for the day. 
Top 10 in the championship gets prizes from $250,000 down. Top 10 in the race from 6000 down. We'll, hand, we'll do the same again today. So yep. it's both races, yeah? Yeah, and, and for example, if we had a weekend sweep for uh, Tyler Gonzalez, that could result in him almost covering his costs for this weekend. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. We'll be going live in sound and vision in approximately three minutes' time. Uh, in terms of the qualifying share, did you notice anybody who did improve their position? We had a single qualifying session, but of course, uh, it is like many other of the IMSA competitions. Uh, one qualifying session, two fastest laps, two grid positions, unless you go faster in grid in, in race one which almost everyone did so our pole sitter is the driver who set the fastest lap in yesterday's race that would be mr sam paley he got the 10 points yesterday for the fastest lap and by dint of starting on pole today 10 additional points towards the season-long championship moving sam paley further up in the championship standings unfortunately the guy that he is currently chasing which would be second after yesterday's race mr connor zillich also got bonus points yesterday for leading the most laps and pole position yesterday so the bonus points accrued cancelled each other out and in essence we are looking at a brand new day uh, these bonus points people will look at them and go yeah it's 10 points here it it's makes a big difference however last year the championship was decided by the margin of one finishing place in the final race, which happens to be 10 points. Exactly. And the biggest thing was Connor Zilich had moved himself into a position to fight for the championship, John, because he accrued more bonus points than anyone else over uh, the course of the races. So points make prizes, and prizes right. and positions make money at the end of the year. A quick word about our rookies. There are six of them, including the three scholarship uh, winners from the Mazda shootout. We have Nate Cicero, who won the shootout. He's with McCombie McAleer Racing. Keep an eye on him. Didn't have the strongest race yesterday, but qualified better today. Thomas Anunziata, very strong in the race yesterday. He was runner-up for the scholarship, but still walked away with cold, hard cash in his pocket, 75 grand. And the other winner of 75 grand was Haley. She is uh, Heather Hadley. She is going to be starting from further up again. She was the best-placed woman in yesterday's race looking to stand up and repeat that again today. And if anyone thinks that these amounts of money uh, at the end of the season or for the scholarship don't make a difference, ask Jared Thomas. He won $250,000 last year, and he's put that into a GT3 car and into JTR, reinvested it in his race team. Eight cars here this weekend and a foot in the water in the Mission Michelin Pilot Challenge for 2023. And he's still racing. He's not moved away. But this is absolutely, if not life-changing, maybe game-changing and certainly something you can plan on. We've got the second race of the Edamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres coming up for you in sound and vision on Racer.com and IMSA TV and on the video tab at IMSAradio.com, live from Daytona. The E-Day Mitsu Master MX-5 Cup, presented by BF Goodrich on IMSA Radio. Beautiful sunshine here at Daytona International Speedway for the second of two races to kick off the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 Challenge. 
uh, Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. We're just a couple of miles or so off the beach in the intercoastal waterway at the spiritual home of endurance racing here in this part of the world. It was an endurance race that opened this facility way back down through the years when racing on the beach uh, was outlawed because it was causing too much noise and people were complaining. Uh, turn one takes you into the International Horseshoe and through the kink it's three and a half miles and 12 corners around the circuits. We know very well, of course, the uh, big banked ends, either ends at the uh, west and eastern ends of the speedway and that uh, will be uh, used here and the draft is strong with these MX5 races. John Hindoff and Shea Adam from IMSA Radio and Radio Le Mans alongside you, alongside me this morning up on the, the fifth floor looking down on a packed grid. We won't get everybody starting. We'll give you that news in a moment. But Shea, what a race that we saw yesterday here on the high banks. Yes, it was. Race one got off to a very clean start going five wide into turn one and somehow miraculously everyone survived. But it was Connor Zilich who ran away with the lead for Hicks Motorsport and kept it for the majority of the race. It wasn't all plain sailing uh, later on in the race out with the 55, one of our uh, rookies this year and then a big big moment that was Ethan Tyler going for a ride at the exit of the bus stop he did manage to recover and kept it on the track for the rest of the race another scary moment later on for Matthew Dirks that contact resulted in him going spinning into turn one and Nate Cicero getting looked at by race control the usual pack finish watch the low side of the screen as we had four wide and 0 0.015 was the tiny margin Tyler Gonzalez in the 51 corporate car taking the win they really need to try harder today though that was only tied for the fourth closest finish in series history so not even making the podium guys we're at Daytona let's put on a show today Expecting to see exactly that as we look at the Mazda grid for race two uh, here at Daytona. Sam Paley in pole position, courtesy of the fastest lap in the race yesterday. That was quicker than his qualifying time in the single 15-minute qualifying session. He'll have former series champion Gresham Wagner alongside him. Then it's Connor Silic and Tyler Gonzalez, yesterday's winner. Max Opolsky had a bit of an up-and-down day yesterday, but ran at the front. Thomas Annunziata, one of the scholarship recipients from the shootout, he's in a very, very impressive sixth position. Ahead of Aaron Johnson, who's changed the colour of his car this year. Don't look for a red car. It's blue 24 this year, and he's moved to JTR. Glenn McGee is next up. Then Jared Thomas, the defending champion. No one has won two championships. No one has won them back-to-back, -back, clearly, either. Bruno Solensky, who, who led a lap yesterday as the race was coming down to its closing stages. He's the second of the rookies ahead of John Jordan, Celine Roland, Nate Cicero, another rookie and scholarship recipient, Bryce Cornet, Jeremy Fletcher is the fourth of our rookies this year. Alex Batura was making his way up gently through the field when he had a problem yesterday. Robert Neuecker running as a singleton driver and running his own car. Yes, there is still room for that to happen here in this championship. And long may that continue. Woody Hyman, Anthony McIntosh, Matthew Dirks in the uh, Army Drab khaki-coloured car, Hernan Palermo, uh, Lama Farmer, and then Stephen Clemens 
uh, the rookie, Jim Hay- James Hayosh, Jonathan Nudolf in the uh, 55, who had that moment at turn one yesterday. Heather Hadley, Ethan Taylor, welcome back, Peter, at water. Uh, Zane Hodgins at the back of the grid. And rounding out the grid, Hannah Zellers in that spot number 29. But keep an eye, if she pulls into the pit lane after the first lap, you cannot come into the pit lane as the cars are coming to the green flag. But if she pulls in after that first lap, it is planned by the team. Two by two on the banking. We may see this through the rest of the race. Into the twilight yesterday, in the bright sunlight today as we kick off Fast Friday. As we head towards the 61st running of the Rolex, 24 hours of Daytona, it's Inamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. Green flag is in the air and we're racing. Good clean start from the front row, Sam Paley in the red car on the double yellow line. Here's Gresham Wagner with the orange hood, the orange bonnet going round the outside. Oh, there's one of our rookies. That is Bruno Smolenski going slightly wide, but he's managing to get through. Once three wide through turn three on the first lap. Are you mad, guys? Come on, take it easy. What am I saying? It's Mazda MX-5. This is exactly what we expect through the International Horseshoe for the first time. Heading towards the kink and still side by side coming out of the International Horseshoe. It's Paley that leads, barely. And there's been an incident further back down the field. Is that Tyler Gonzalez? It's Ethan Tyler for sure. Tyler Gonzalez is up in fourth, I believe. It's the the 81. 81. Excuse me. So Jim Hayosh, very good drive yesterday from that rookie driver, but uh, unfortunately not going as well today. Both cars able to continue. Off the grass on the infield. They're going to be a long way back, and you can be four or five seconds slower if you don't have a drafting partner. The main field heads on to Speedway turn number one for the first time of asking and just outside or towards the bottom end of the top ten we're still running side by side we've got Sam Paley in the lead Connor Zilich in second Gresham Wagner has now dropped back to fourth because yesterday's winner Tyler Gonzalez is up in third and then in fifth it is the watermelon car that's Celine Rolland who did not have a great race yesterday he's not wasting any time today to get to the front of the pack Adam and John Hindorf with you as they head to the Le Mans chicane for the first time. Sam Paley then in that red number 28. Top three pulling away. We've seen this before. Now, little bit of contact early on. Oh, that oh, was good. check. Well, I think that was three into two. Didn't go. There was another car on the left-hand side as they came out of the International Horseshoe. And there goes the... Coming out of the chicane for the first time. That is the number five, Gresham Gresham Wagner. Wagner. So that's how he dropped. And then there was contact as he rejoined. So he's rubbed a little paint as well. Looks like he might have knocked off the right-hand door mirror across the line. Uh, That was lap one, ladies and gentlemen. Can I just say that? That was lap one. There's a lot more where that came from. Oh, yes. Um, That was fairly tame by Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 standard. Sam Paley then leads out the top three with maybe five car lengths between them. That will not stay like that if they start fighting. We saw this yesterday. We've seen it now for two seasons. Side by side again. Last year's champion in the red number 96 with the yellow rollover cage. And Bruno Smolevski, the Brazilian rookie in the Brazilian flag colours, the green and yellow down at the West End of the infield, he's been 
left on the left-hand side. Right in there as well is Nate Cicero, another one of the rookies, so they're now battling together. That 83 red car, Saul Red, the most popular colour for Mazda Street cars, and for quite some time it signified drivers who had either been champions or who were, had been in recipient uh, receipt of the scholarships and still see a lot of red cars here. I noticed that Jared Thomas has gone to a satin red version of that colour rather than Sam Pirley who has the shiny red. Still early moments here. Yes, there's plenty of action. I'm actually a little bit surprised that the lead three have pulled quite as far away, but these are experienced drivers and we've taught them in the past Peely, Zilich and Gonzalez, they work together now, Shea. They might be able to break away in the next 10, 15 minutes and basically then fight for the win amongst themselves. The problem for them right now, John, is that Tyler Gonzalez, who's running last in that pack, and by last I mean third, which is a phenomenal position to be in, wants the guy in fourth to catch up to him because his teammate, Max Apalski, is currently running in the fourth position. Two cars work a lot better than one going round and round, and he realizes he's got a chance to get to the front so long as Max can move up, but Max has dropped back. He's Apal back to 11th now. Apalski, yes, in that green car with problems and he's lost ground we're talking about teammates there that's the the point that Shea is making we have McCombie McAleer Racing Hickson Motorsport and Copeland Motorsport then two more Hickson cars then two more JTRs so all of these super teams were practicing drafting side by side again with Bruno Smolevski coming out of the international horseshoe in that uh, yellow and green car and once again he's side by side with a rookie contender I think these two are going to be battling all season Nate Cicero in the number 83 will get the inside line going into the left-hander closes up on the 96 of Jared Thomas right in there is Max Opalski that's where he's dropped down to that little battle coming out of the Western Horseshoe. And, John, it should be noted, you don't have to work with your teammate in order to get to the front. It just helps. Yesterday, the top five cars were from five different teams. That, in and of itself, is a remarkable stat. And we do have Ethan Tyler on the pit lane. Incident responsibility for that ah. crash with Jim Hayosh on lap one. Drive-through penalty. So that'll drop Ethan way back down the field. He's going to need a caution to have any hope of not being lapped during the course of this race. And what Shea is saying there is that without a draft, we saw this in qualifying, Singleton cars in qualifying up to four seconds on a two minute and seven, two minute and eight yep. seconds lap. Four seconds slower if you're not in the slipstream in the draft. The lead pack is are doing two minutes, 7.8, whereas Jim Hayosh, who's dropped down to the back, to 12.4. That gives you your indication. Alex Petura with the fastest lap of the race, 2.07.502. That was on his second lap, so he's working his way through the field again. As he so frequently does. Yes. He was very, very impressive racing last year. Now, second group of cars led by Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. In fact, actually, that's kind of the third. No, that is the second group of cars, but he's just lost out of position there down into corner number one we're gonna get we're gonna get this situation that we had yesterday Shay. the leading three are out in front and have about a second and a half on the next group of cars but that is a big group it's seven or eight groups uh, cars grouped together 
And if they stop fighting for a moment, it'll only take them half a lap to a lap to close that one and a half seconds. When you're pushing a lot of air by yourself, obviously it slows you down, as we were just talking about running solo versus running in a pack. When you're in the pack, you move the air for them, making it easier for them to go faster, and they push you, making it easier for you to go faster. So this drafting in these Mazda Cup cars, it teaches you perfectly what you need to know in order to race well, not only here at Daytona International Speedway, but at all the venues we go to across the course of the season. And there are seven different racetracks that this series gets to visit this season. Gresham Wagner, you're not allowed... Uh, to have car-to-car -car communication. So that's done with old-fashioned hand signals, and that's what Gresham Wagner's doing to the cars behind him, basically saying, guys, come on, we are going... If we're not... To if we're not going to get together, we won't be able to catch up those leading three. We are ceding ground to those guys at the front. Jeremy Fletcher is the rookie in behind him, and he's taking that advice, and he's right on the bumper of the five of Gresham Wagner, a former series champion, of course. He's come back again uh, two years ago since he took the big check, and he's back again do have to be a little bit careful about how much contact and how long the contact is when you are bump drafting, particularly on the high backs. Yes, and isn't it wonderful to see drivers like Gresham Wagner, like Celine Roland, taking these little ducklings who are new to the series under their wings and teaching them, this is how you dance. This is how you do well in the series. Trust me, I've won it. I've been third. I've been fourth. Whoever the driver is, that's how this works. Sam Paley still leads across the line, still by that 0 .060 of a second. The top three have been closed down on a wee bit. It's only a second now, back to the chasing pack. And that is Aaron Johnson and Jaron Thomas, very experienced drivers, and two JTR teammates, of course, who are working together to pull in this top three. They're nearly there, and they're dragging Celine Roland with them as well, who's got past Bruno Spilevsky since they crossed the line at the completion of the fourth lap. And we are only 10 minutes into a 45-minute race. Bruno and Celine, teammates as well for Hicks and Motorsports, so we've got a couple of different trains working together. Connor Zillage will be happy to see his uh, Hicks and Racing brethren up at the front of the field with him, or will he? No, I don't think he wants <laughs> more competition. The screaming four-cylinder, two-litre, normally aspirated, Mazda engines and a couple of people saying yesterday just how loud these cars are I, I don't think individually they're actually quite as loud as that but the fact that the pack is so close all the way through tends to amplify the sound so we get no sound no sounds no sound lots of sound uh, angry hornets somebody described them as yesterday who was watching from further afield than here at Daytona International at Speedway. Have you ever seen any other kind of hornet? Aren't they always angry? Well, true enough. These monsters are smiling at least. Yes, they They've are. Got a very happy grill. Very happy face on the front of these cars. They come into the US from Japan to uh, the brothers Fliss, who are based here in yeah. Daytona, actually, not too far away from where we're watching the racing going. They are absolutely stock standard street cars when they arrive. The engine is taken out, sealed and put to one side. And then basically the car is stripped down to its shell. It has an FIA roll caged in. It's painted white. That's the standard colour. Other colours are available by option, of course. And somewhere in the region of 250 bespoke racing parts 
are bolted into these cars, including the FIA roll cage and fire suppression system, the Sadev sequential gearbox, which is a flat ship up and an auto blip on the way down. Very clever stuff in these race cars. Do not call these cars entry-level race cars. In terms of the budget, potentially 150000 to run the car for the season with one of the big teams. But bear in mind, you can win 225000 if you win the championship. The car... 50. That 250, yeah. yeah, 250, excuse me. And the prize money for winning races now, too. Yeah, Sam Paley is looking to bank $6,000. He's in that position at the moment, and he's told us that he needs the prize money from this weekend to be able to move forward to Sebring. To St. Pete. Uh, to St. Pete, excuse yeah. me, staying in Florida in about a month's time. A bit over that. Supporting the IndyCar race on the streets of St. Pete. Always exciting racing down there because of that long straight that forms part of the airport. And so we wish Sam the best here. So Paley ahead. Just. There is another couple of cars in behind him, I promise you. And now it's Aaron John-Salmon third because he's gotten around Tyler Gonzalez. Jared Thomas is still in fifth now, sizing up the back of Gonzalez, who's trying to push John-Salmon back to the front. Gonzalez knows how to win this race. He's won it two times out of the last three. Paley's been left on the bottom of the racetrack and four cars will draft by him here. He started this lap in first. He'll finish it in fifth position. And he didn't get up underneath the back of the 96 JTR machine of Jared Thomas. What's he lost there? Ten cars lengths? It must have been as the top four come across the line. Ooh. This time around, it'll be Connor Zilic, our pole sitter from yesterday, and the man who finished second with a big run to the line. Now, oh, four oh. wide across the line. This is looking a Pelly's bit gone around. Go. Going around. That is Max Opalski who's gone around, being pushed in the side as we had four wide coming down into... The first corner in the second group. Bruno Smolevski was right in there. Peely had already spun from the original group. And he's now down there as well with the number 85. So the lead group come across the line. The second group of five go four wide. Smolevski comes down the inside. Peely gets squeezed in the middle with Max Opalski. How did they both catch it? I have no clue. Yeah, Bruno's Tokyo drift goes to the inside of Paley, pushes Paley into Opalski. Both of those two drivers wound up spinning but not hitting anything and recovering it nicely. But that was all effect of was Sam Paley touch? getting left out of the draft. See, there wasn't a touch originally. No. It was Paley who moved across on Opalski. Smolevsky was coming down the inside. That was secondary contact as Sam bounced off Max. So the Brazilian down the inside may have been the reason for Sam moving up, but there was no initial contact Correct. there between the Brazilian and Sam Paley. He scared Paley, in essence. <laughs> I don't think Hi, Sam. I'm here. I don't think Sam Paley scares that easily. At the front of the field, it's Aaron Johnson now from Tyler Gonzalez, from Jared Thomas. As they go through, it the incident, risk control on our Alcabel timing screens here. Incident involving car 228, etc. at turn one under review. That right there, take a picture of that. That absolutely embodies Edamitsu Master MX5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. Even 
the timing and scoring and race control know just how much is going out going on out there on the circuit so a big gap now Shea that gap's opened up to over two seconds between the leading quartet who are in turn one now led by Aaron Johnson Tyler Gonzalez JTR's JT Jared Thomas and at the back of that is Connor Zilich we know Connor's got a quick car the second group are recovering Sam Paley in the number two car who got along with Max Opalski was actually facing the inside wall there going into turn one no clue how they got that remember these are rear drive cars these aren't front wheel drive cars where you nail the throttle and the front pulls you round outstanding car control by those two young drivers so it's Paley from Opalski and then Smolevski is right on the tail so it's four then three then another three and then everyone else is basically following around from just in the early teens and as soon as anybody starts fighting those gaps will close up we've only had a third of this race and in keeping with tradition at racing at Daytona International Speedway for the Edimitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup a different driver in a different car has put down the fastest lap every single lap of the race right now the record is going the way of Bryce Cornier in car number 65 but it was a different story earlier on it was it's been Max Apalski it's been Connor Zilich it's been Celine Rolland it, it we've had what seven laps now and seven different uh, lap leaders so it's been fantastic there is point there are points for fastest lap and most laps led which can affect the championship and both are still wide open at this point john we haven't had anyone who's led the most laps in essence because it's been so many different drivers max Sapalski has been given warning Right, interesting. Yep. Max Opalski, who was the man on the outside of that trio that came together at turn one. Everyone survived. Incident responsibility, but only a warning. That suggests to me that race control are saying, yeah, it was probably a little bit more towards him, but also clearly a racing incident as three are trying to get into turn one together wouldn't that be race control looking at where Opalski placed his car saying he could have left a little, little bit more room, room for That's the two down the inside great great analysis shape IMSA racing very much is you've got to give racing room you shouldn't be squeezing people Opalski is now on the outside coming out of the international horseshoe in another pack of cars that's the third pack of cars uh, on the racetrack which at the moment is uh, being led by Connor Zilich. Oh, Nate Cicero has come to play. He just made a move on the outside of Opalski going through the kink and he's brought with him Celine Rolland and Bruno Schmelewski is looking to move up even further as well. Schmelewski comes out of uh, Brazil which is why the car is in the colours of the Brazilian flag green and yellow rookie he's uh, not necessarily here to make friends he's here to win races and win that uh, rookie £80,000 end of season check he's been quite boisterous in some of the early sessions I thought he raced well yesterday he did and certainly no, uh, no, not at fault for that incident down at turn one he had to run down the inside at the front of the field Aaron Johnson then in the dark blue Mazda with the white sill decals. That's the JTR car from 
Copeland, the 51. Yesterday's winner came from second place on the last lap. I did think Paley had it yesterday. Yeah. I really did. So did he. Yeah, I think I think he did. But just brilliant timing from Tyler Gonzalez of when to pull out. I thought he'd left it too late. It was perfect timing. Paley didn't even get second, of course. Paley's now got uh, Connor Zilich and Nate Cicero right on his bumper, and then Celine Roland. So that second group, I was going to say how far back they were, John. They're not far back anymore. They were over two seconds back. They're now down to 1.3, and it's sort of coming together. Smolevsky just a little bit further back down the field. Heads uh, third group, big dent in oh. the left-hand side of the number 83 Mazda of Nate Cicero just Problem. on the door oh oh that's the 85 car that is Smolevsky that's Bruno I just saw him slowing down as he was coming through the international horseshoe and then he pulled immediately over as far as he could to driver's left trying to get out of the line of fire unfortunately he's still sort of now, in a dangerous position if he has got drive and can get reverse he can get that car out of the way if not we might see the intervention of the Mazda MX-5 safety car for the first time in the 2023 season. Race control, no, they've got a couple of minutes before the leaders come back around, so they're going to give Bruno a chance to get that car either refired or off the circuit. And the safety vehicles are immediately behind, behind him, him, maybe yeah. 100 feet, not even a football field, really. They won't come out from behind the wall until instructed to do so by race control. They could go now. No, they won't do live snatch. I, I, it's just not the way. Because if that car then is stuck in gear, yeah, they would true. be exposed. So I'm expecting if that car doesn't move within the next 10 seconds or so, coming onto the tri-oval. When the leaders are coming onto the tri-oval, that car hasn't moved. Yep. You may see a yellow flag. And Double there yellows. it is. There it is. The first of the 2023 season. So this is great news for drivers at the back of the field who have had problems earlier on. Double yellows are out. First safety car intervention of the 2023 Intermittu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. And it's Bruno Smolewski who was battling for the lead in the rookie championship. The irony is that the safety car is deployed from exactly where Bruno is and will pick up the cars, the intervention EMR IMSA rapid response vehicle, the Porsche Cayenne is there, the Wrecker truck is there as well. This will be a quick recovery. We might be able to get back to green flag within a lap. There's no wave buys or pass arounds required. Excellent work. The field are only just getting to that area. And already Bruno is being tugged backwards. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think we might be able to go green very quickly here. 22 and a half minutes to go. Halfway through the second race of the season, we're under yellow at Daytona International Speedway in the Mazda MX-5 Cup. And we get to take a slight breather here, unusually. Yesterday, I don't think I took a full breath from the start uh, to the end of the race. Safety car appreciation moment. Oh, yes. It's so beautiful. It it's, is. It's uh, got that Itamitsu livery on it that I just love. It was great from the uh, Mazda DPI days. The, well, great crowd here today. 
getting ready for the weekend. And whilst we have the opportunity, and really have to say a very big thank you to our replay team in Charlotte. I know it's all digital now, but the ladies and gentlemen there, um, I hope you take it in the spirit that it's offered when I say thank you to the tape apes. That's uh, it's the traditional name for our replay team. Jake Wagner and the rest of the ladies and gentlemen up there giving us some great views yesterday and today of the close racing in Intermittent Mazda MX-5 Cup. And those of you away from the circuit who make an appointment to watch the Intermittent Mazda MX-5 Cup uh, when we're on track, I'm sure we'll appreciate the hard work that goes in by all of our production staff and, of course, our camera operators here at the circuit. It's nice and sunny here today, but it's not always the case. And we simply could not bring you this great action without the whole team. Should be lights out on the safety car. I can't tell, Shea, because too sunny. <laughs> of the... Uh, it's never too sunny because of the sunshine. See, is the safety car safety diving car. down below the double yellows? Yes, yes it, is. it is. It's going to be quite a quick restart, actually. The safety car was bringing them around at a decent clip, and we will go back green. Brilliant work from race control and the recovery crews. And here comes Aaron Johnson. We've only spent one lap under the control of the MX5 safety car round the outside. Connor Zilic tries to make the move. He's up on the door panel of Jared Thomas, but down the inside, Sam Paley's right there as well. Three wide through turns one and two for the moment, and still two wide as we go down to the International Horseshoe. Zilic down the inside with the green, the first of the two green-striped cars. Paley in the red, number 28, just getting hung out a little bit. Johnson, Gonzalez, Thomas, Paley just about hanging on there. Yeah, Paley's not backing out of this. He's going to go too wide with Zilich through the kink. He's got the preferred line coming into the international, uh, excuse me, to the Western Horseshoe, but Zilich making it work on the inside. Now Sam's got to be careful that he does not get passed by a couple of cars with Selene Roland trying to follow Connor Zilich through in a similar coloured car. Yeah, the red car's positioned between those two Hickson's teammates. And there was no quarter asked or given there. Side by side through the kink. And these, it's not easy flat through there. It's not flat at all. Oh. And behind, just to prove. Thank you for proving my point. Is that Matthew Dirks? Uh, no, no, it's uh, 22. So that would be uh, Jeremy Fletcher. Me, Jeremy Fletcher. See, he didn't oh, know. And there was a coming together at oh, turn no. six going onto the high banks last time around. Bryce Cornet, and he's still there, John. That's the 65, Mazda. He got quite a hit there. He's facing the wrong direction. Yellows breed yellows. The pack brought together. There's damage to that car and some debris on the track. The leaders are still racing. Now, we've seen races won in the past before the yellow flags come out, trying to make the manoeuvres on the high banks. Gonzalez in second, Thomas in third, all behind Aaron Johnson. Sam Paley leads the chasing pack. He's got a good run. Paley's got a decent run. Here comes the high line train. Now, is that the right line to be on? That's the question. Johnson on the inside leads them to the line. Bryce Cornet is still, still there. there. At turn six, expects the safety car any time now. If it's coming, oh well, maybe it's not coming. 
Oh, my goodness. Zilich and Celine Roland go side by side. Team cars nearly taking each other out. And instead, both of them getting past Jared Thomas. Well, they've just gone past the area where the safety car would have picked them up. We can still call double yellow, of course, to ah, slow them moving. down. He's moving. Cornet is moving. Oh, we stay green. Brilliant call by race control. Undoubtedly, they were talking to the team. And the team was talking to their driver. That is absolutely wonderful. Officiating from race control. There is the flag for debris on the track. It's the yellow and red stripe car, uh, flag. Often for fluids on the track, there's a little bit of uh, Mazda under tray, I think, there on the exit of turn six. That yellow and red flag, often called slippery surface flag, but my corner worker and marshalling friends always remind me it is for alien objects or fluids on the track. So if it's something that shouldn't be on the track that is there, that's when that flag comes out. They tell me in slightly more colourful language that rhymes, but um, I really like this job, so I'll just say things that are on the track that shouldn't be. That's fair. Well, we're close to uh, Kennedy Space Center, so yeah. there could be aliens around. Yes, absolutely. Still John Somme leading out of the Lamar chicane, being pushed by Tyler Gonzalez again after his success from recent races at uh, Daytona International Speedway. I would not want Tyler Gonzalez anywhere near me, pushing or otherwise. Here comes uh, the number 72, Connor Zilic getting back onto the end of that five-car train. So that's two JTR cars. Two Hickson. Two Hickson and a Copeland. The single Copeland car. Here comes Hickson round the outside in the shape of the 87 of Celine Roland trying to go up into second place and Gonzalez lets him go there. He braked early. Incident involving car 65, Bryce Cornet and unknown under review. Yeah. We're getting all of the messages this morning on the screen. You can follow along on live timing, by the way. Results.imsa.com and then click on the live timing tab. It'll give you all the information that we're getting. Sector times, interval times. And the dancing ants. And the dancing ants. If you can pick out the individual car numbers on the dancing ants, you'll need to have a 75-inch screen and have it spread out because in MX-5 Cup Racing... It's just one big it's, blob of numbers. It's one giant ant. That's right. But it's still dancing. It is. It's more like a caterpillar than an yes, ant, actually. Yes. They're all together. What are we down to now? 15, 15 minutes coming into the last third. And still this five. With about a second or so. Maybe two seconds on Sam Pearley. So Sam Pearley has come to the lead of the second group. He's got Glenn McGee, rookie... Nate Cicero, Max Sapalski, Robert Neuecker. What a run for Robert Neuecker in the singleton-ended car. He's just on the outskirts of the top ten. Then Gresham Wagner. They're all trying to work together. Wagner just trying to get onto the back of that second group. They are coming. They are coming. It is definitely not a second now as it was when they went over the line. Thank you to our friends in NASCAR Productions for the demonstration of what the dancing ants look like because uh, it's kind of fun for people at home if you're near a video screen to get an opportunity to see just how chaotic it is in this championship as five dancing ants all close together at the head of the field. Now, Oh, and there's been an incident on the back stretch. Oh, that's Heather Hadley. Them. It's Heather Hadley. And Jeremy Fletcher, two of our rookies. And that, I think, 
will bring out yes, indeed. the full course yellow. That is the exit of the Lamont chicane, correct. just a little bit further down, still by the Rolex banner. Not they've, quite at a turn. They've got out of the corner and then come together. They're up on the wall on driver's right. The safety car will be coming out. 13 yeah. involved as well, John. Uh, that would be Robert Noaker. I was going to no. say that was Robert Noaker. He was way up the field, though, surely, from them. So that might be a separate incident. Ah, oh, no. he spun first, and in avoidance, the other two cars go off, and he's got a left rear puncture. Now, was that cause Ooh. or effect? So then there was people trying to avoid, and that's when the secondary contact, in fact, it looked like there was a third mm. car involved. Yes, Noaker was down on the low side, and people trying to go to driver's right to avoid him. He had a complete 360 as he came on the exit of the chicane. Ah, I think that tyre I think that tyre gave up as he turned in, because that was a really snap sideways. Then a big moment for the two cars following as they tried to avoid him. He had taken a lot of curb, but that was on the right side, John, so yeah. it, it doesn't make sense as to it being an effect. No, it's not out of this yet because we're under caution. Yep. They can change that wheel and tyre. And when you do come down to the pit lane, you are allowed three team members over the wall to touch the car during your quote-unquote pit stop because, of course, we don't have pit stops. This is just a sprint race, but they are allowed to service the car. Three I people... I, Ethan it, Tyler was already in, in the pit lane from earlier on. Yeah. Uh, and Bryce Cornet as well uh, came in on lap 12, so a couple of laps ago. And once again, our fastest lap has changed away. Bryce Cornet held on to it for a little while because of the yellow, but now it's in the hands of another first-timer for today's race, Gretchen Wagner. Very experienced driver there. So with just under 12 minutes to go, our second intervention for the mx5 safety car team and they bring the car past the site of the incident between heather hadley and jeremy fletcher and i think we've got to say that both of those drivers were avoiding the spinning and very slow car of robert uh, noaker. robert noaker thank yeah. you and the Completely big there. big plume of dust that was kicked up the white smoke from the spinning car it, visibility was at a minimal he's got out without losing a lap yep he's going again now just a quick shout out to uh, bf goodrich because the fastest lap being set on lap 14 yes the fuel is burning off but the tires are also burning off too yep. clearly they're strong enough to hold up to put in a lap time that was faster than our pole time yesterday good to see both drivers heather out of her car uh, and we already uh, had jeremy fletcher out of the copeland machine contact with the wall or the safer barrier, should I say, on the exit of the Le Mans chicane for Heather. Uh, so there is a little damage on the front, plus the right-hand side door where Jeremy picked that car up. Again, got to be said, no blame attached to either of those drivers. They did what they had to do in avoiding this slower car. Both rookies... You have a split second to make that decision. That is an exceptionally quick area of the course. The white car spins, and that is Noeke, and the two cars following behind with literally nowhere to go other than nail that car 
Robert does uh, really well. And then we also had, here's the bright, bright blue car that was uh, off on the infield as well. Oh. Yeah, that was just unfortunate. Yeah. Could have been anyone. Could have happened to anyone. Absolutely. Yep, no action taken, rightly, from race control. Well, yes, I mean, definition of a racing incident there. Just under 10 minutes left in this race. Currently leading the race, yesterday's winner, Tyler Gonzalez. Tyler's going, nope, nope, there's fluid on the track. It's not good. We can't go back to racing. Jerry Thomas, meanwhile, in second, is going, yeah, one lap shootout, one lap shootout. That's all I need. Jared, who started his championship winning campaign here last year by winning the second race of the weekend, puts himself in a very good position to try and replicate that, to try and become our first ever two-time champion. It's all going to come down to how easy it is to move those cars and whether they'll flat tow. There is a rollback, a flatbed truck there, so we can winch those cars, or at least one of those cars, onto it. However, Heather's car is rolling away. Reluctantly. Yes, it's being towed away by one of our IMSA safety vehicles. So if we can get that onto the infield, that's good news. So that did move uh, on its own. Didn't need a pickup. So what about Jeremy's car? Also having a look at the safer barrier wall out there because, of course, that has to uh, still have its integrity before we can go racing. Here come the field going past that area. Heather's car now on the grass of the infield looked a bit like pulling a reluctant dog in a direction it didn't want to go <laughs> with the uh, toe. Oh, squirrel, squirrel. Yep. No, no, this way. Nope. Come on, son, this way. Come on, Mocha. We're not going over there. Yes. Yes. Heather's steering lock was still pointed toward the right. That's why the car was uh, skipping in a direction didn't quite want to go, but should be okay. Now, the rest of the cars are out of there. The tow truck, in essence, because it doesn't have a flatbed, is now rolling into position to try and grab Jeremy's car. Big damage to the right side of Heather oh, Hadley's car. I see what they've done. They've, they've pulled Heather's car to the infield so that the flatbed can get unrestricted access even when the field comes through, Smart. whereas they feel that Jeremy's car might just take a front lift uh, and then be out of there. That's, uh, that's very clever. Uh, great analysis of the situation almost a sort of triage situation with the cars what do we need to do how can we move them as quick as possible there is some fluid on the track underneath uh, Jeremy Fletcher's car our and safety crew is knocking it out of the park oh, this week absolutely into the pits Thomas Annunziata Uh-oh. now this is not a penalty as the uh, number 10 comes down the pit lane that's another one of the uh, Hicks and Motorsports cars, John. They are pitted at pit out, so yep. he's just gone past the Rolex cut through in the arch, and he is pulling over towards his pits. Is he going to slip a couple of slightly less used tyres on that car? I think, oh, one tyre. Ah. So now, does he feel he maybe has a puncture? No internal jacks on these cars, so you get the old trolley jack out. This is a bit of a NASCAR style. They're having a look there to see if the tyre is going down. It's the right rear they were looking at. Nope, they decided the right ones are okay. Now they're checking the pressures on the left side. Maybe they're just dropping the pressures a bit. Give them a shot at a one-lap dash, get the 10 bonus points for the fastest lap. Now they're jacking up the left-hand side, so Uh. there must be an issue there. 
driver obviously felt something. We do have pits to car, car to pits radio. Great recovery on Heather Hadley's car. The right rear suspension damage on that car, that's why it wouldn't tow, but it's on the back of the flatbed. I think we're going to get two laps here. Yep. Our safety trucks are moving. Jeremy Fletcher's car, with the aid of the toe straps and the front wheels well off the ground, is being moved back behind the wall. That's, that's be, that is out, out of uh, harm's way now. Yep. So it's now just a case of how quickly we can clean up the fluid. And we've already got a jet dryer and oil dry truck there and that is backing out the way as well so if we see a few puffs of dust coming up there uh, that yep. is not the racing line there because they were a long way out of the corner and generally you stay coming out of the Le Mans chicane you stay down low in these Mazdas and that is probably three cars widths up the track so only if somebody's pulling out very very early here comes the field the track cleaner has moved it's off gone. of the surface. We've got the rollback still there, working on Heather Hadley's car, but we might be able to go back to green. If the that truck, we haven't quite got the rollback back into its drive away position. Yes, we have now. Yep. We have now. Oh, here we go. It's moving up into position. The yep. safety crew is running around, the AMR safety crew best in the biz these men and women who keep us safe week in and week out putting the ramp back in place watch, we're ready to roll watch the lights on the front of the mazda mx5 safety car they're not grouped up yet john That's no the only thing. one more lap i think one more lap which means we will probably get a single lap shootout possibly two we're gonna have 30 seconds left they've been running lap times of three and a half minutes we have four minutes to go left in this race let's see Safety car may well pick up speed here. This is a dash for the cash. It is the dash for cash, and we can say that and mean it this time, not just for the points. So the safety car driver now being told by race control, right, get your foot down, get your foot down. We can't be going around here all day. We gave you a cup car. We just put lights on it yeah. and a roof. Come yeah. on, show these boys how it works. It will be one lap we're hearing from race control. I so. love it. All right, this is what safety car drivers live for when you're told by race control to get a move on. Big slide going through the International Horseshoe by, I think that was uh, Alex Batura trying to get some heat into his tyres. Worked his way up to 13th so far in this race. Still a bit more to go for Alex, the dentist. So coming to the restart, it'll be Tyler Gonzalez, yesterday's winner from Jared Thomas, from Connor Zilich. Then it's Celine Roland, Aaron Johnson, Sam Paley, who wants some big money to put into the pot for his race fund for St. Pete's the next two rounds. Then Glenn McGee, the best of the rookies, is our shootout winner, Nate Cicero. Max Opalski in ninth, tenth, Gresham Wagner. Jonathan Nerdoff is the second of the rookies. Woody Hyman, Batura in 13th, Dirks Atwater, McIntosh Palermo for the top 17 and the top 20 made up by rookies. Stephen Clemens, Zane Hodgson and James Hayosh. Hannah Zellers just outside the 20 at 21. Two minutes and 15 seconds to go. 
this has been a really good uh, a good lap by the safety car. Yeah. Fastest lap. We don't have a transponder. We need a transponder on the safety oh, car. Oh, come on, guys. Please. Yeah. Jonathan Applegate, can we please make that happen? <laughs> oh, no, because then he would stay out there and just keep racing, John. That's why they don't do it. Safety car is in the middle lane. We'll pull off to the right. We're going to have just under a minute and 40 seconds to go. Should be the white flag then. Green this time and white. Around. Green, white, checker. How appropriate at Daytona International Speedway. Green and white are waving. And a great restart by Tyler Gonzalez. The lead pair has pulled away. Jared Thomas, last year's champion, is right on his tailpipes at the moment. Round the outside. That is the number 87 of Celine Roland. Goes really deep into turn one. Makes up, I think, one position. Oh, Who's the white car pulling out? It's Glenn McGee. Glenn McGee's had a great restart in the iRacing car. Here's Copeland Motorsport round the outside as well. That's the number five of Gresham Wagner. Halfway through the infield. And Gresham Wagner with a fantastic restart, trying to go around the outside of everyone. Connor Zillich tried to follow him through, could not get it done. He's now dropped out of this pack for the win. For now, we still have, what, two and a half miles left of the speedway to go. Glenn McGee with Gresham Wagner on the outside, holding him off for now. Ask you this question yesterday, I'll ask again, where do you want to be? Do you want to be Tyler Gonzalez and Jared Thomas in first and second? Or would you like to be Sam Paley, Glenn McGee, even Nate Cicero, sixth, seventh and eighth position in the line? Celine Rallon is my answer right now. You're Fourth. the head of the rest, but you're still with somebody ahead of you to push and move out of the way when you need to be. Three groups of two. Do not think this is over. Coming through Speedway, turn two. Final lap of race two of the 2023 season for the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodridge Tyres. The that two leaders know they've got to be locked together to have a chance here. But they're not allowed to do that through the banking, and they just did, John. Side by side, two pairs of two in Third place on down, and there's a sideways moment, and that's Sam Peely going for a spin. He's going to lose the opportunity for cash, and he's broken the left front suspension on the last lap. That's possibly his chance of racing at St. Pete's. Just going down the tubes, the leading pair then seemed to have a decent gap behind the people had to check up. Connor Thomas. Thomas round the outside, it's between these two. Gonzalez might get a secondary draft here as they come onto the tri-oval. It's going to be between Gonzalez and Thomas. Last year's champion takes the victory by 0 .078 of a second. Gresham Wagner comes through the pack to third and will stand on the podium ahead of Celine Roland. Max Sapolsky, Aaron Johnson, Murray Hyman came from nowhere wow. on the restart. He was down in the late teens. Nate Cicero is the best of... The rookies, Jonathan Nerdorf made up a couple of positions as well. Alex Petura in 10th position and a huge incident further back down the field after the checkered flag for Jean Jodouin. He took the checkered flag. That's Glenn McGee, John. Uh, excuse me, for Glenn McGree, uh, who was right in alongside Jean Jodouin. So I don't think he has made the checkered flag, actually. Nope. Watch the sideways moment for Sam Paley uh. that took him out of it. Incident at turn seven, the Le Mans chicane on the last lap under review. But what happens to Glenn McGee further back round? The iRacing car up on the curbs. He's fine there. 
as Sam takes his spin and just clips the safer barrier to his left. So a big contact with the wall later in the lap. Sam Paley, no look at all. Challenging for a top three finish, undoubtedly there, and finishes with broken front suspension. You got to go for it, John. Coming to the line, Jared Thomas and Tyler Gonzalez. Gonzalez timed his run yesterday perfectly. Bit of side draft and then up to the high side by JTR's JT. And Jared Thomas made sure that there was not enough slipstream. Got to give Tyler Gonzalez his due. He gave it absolutely everything. Went down below the yellow lines to shorten the distance to the chequered flag. It will be Jared Thomas racing. Jared Thomas who wins it from Copeland. And Tyler Gonzalez, a first and a second, will put him in the lead of the championship, leaving Daytona International Speedway as we head to the streets of St. Pete's. Gresham Wagner, third different team, spark performance as we saw yesterday. Celine Roland, Hickson, four different teams in the top four. So Jared Thomas comes around and the other driver who has been asked to go to impound is Matthew, Matthew Dirks. Dirks, the 76 car. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Hannah Zellers, I think that should be 74 because that would be Hannah Zellers, who is the best of the female drivers. That would make sense. Uh, we did start to females. Well, top 10 finish for Jared Thomas yesterday. Gets his championship defence off to a decent start over the weekend. Yeah, it was ninth in yesterday's race. So he did walk away with the $1,000 from yesterday. But the 6000 he's going to get in a couple minutes will taste a whole lot nicer. Lucky 7,000 from his first race weekend. How about Tyler Gonzalez with a first and a second? Yeah, $11,000 for Tyler. It's a great weekend. He didn't run the full championship last year, John. He missed out on one of the race weekends, but he was still a contender. Won three races over the course of the year. But Jared Thomas was the ultimate championship contender. and He's looking to continue that momentum back when we go to St. Pete. If Tyler Gonzalez is picking 10 or 11 grand up every weekend, he'll be wanting to come and race. I'll tell you that. $1.2 million in total across the season, half of which is in the end of season awards. The rest going uh, as real folding cash money prizes at the end of each race as we handed out the big checks yesterday. We'll do it again today. Jared Thomas, JTR Racing. He has claimed his first victory of the season. Remember, there has not been a defence of the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich. We've not even had a repeat winner. Jared Thomas will be trying to break that streak in the 2023 season. Incident, accident, plenty of entertainment. That's what we expect of the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. We'll stay in Florida from Daytona International Speedway to the streets of St. Pete. Join Shea Adam and me, John Hindall, for the next two rounds of the Edomitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup. 
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.